now a long pass off and out of the penalty box. He's got a breakaway. McKenna scores! Corbin Alban! Long pass down the ice. Dillman into the pass zone. In front, Geeky. Backhander! What a save by UA with the club! What a marvelous save. Low glove stop on Connor Geeky, one of the best players in the Western Hockey League. Intercepted. The pass of a two on two short handed the other way. Back chance over the line for Whitehead. Right side centers it. Score! And Zach Chance deposits that centering pass from Brex to Whitehead into the back of the net. It's the Pats' seventh shorthanded goal as a team this season. Corner Aremba whacks it around to the near side for Gibson. More the Regina Pats, Gibson in front. One-timer scores! Ty Spencer! Big game, Ty strikes. Second of the game for Ty Spencer, his 17th of the season. Patscast, the unofficial Regina Pats podcast. It's episode 163, uh, February 4th. Another warm, unseasonably warm, rainy Sunday night. Hey, Kevin. It's spring in February. It's just the weirdest thing. I, yeah. <laughs> what do you say? Like, you look outside and there's just a few snow banks here and there, and it's muddy and dirty and slushy and sloppy. It's just, it's basically March in February. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting, but uh, I think we'll Especially take it. Especially for Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll take it. It's not minus 30 again. So. Yeah, well, they're going to have to get moisture for the, the farmers one of these days, so hopefully we get something simple and nothing too crazy coming up here. Yeah, I'm sure there's always a spring kind of dump, right? There's always yeah. one last gasp. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, it was an interesting week this week um, for the Pats. Um, I mean, I don't know if we expected 9-1 on Wednesday, but I don't think we expected a win. But, um, yeah, 9-1 was maybe a that little... was not That was not a good game. No. <laughs> I don't know what else to say about it, but that was not a good game. Saskatoon's had the Pats number for much of the season. Yeah. And that was just not... That was not a good game. They scored three goals in each period. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like the Saskatoon game two weeks prior. Like, yeah, just had not much oomph there. Was, there was no pushback, no anything. Yeah. It was just, it was just one of those show up, lace them up, skate them up, and that's it. Go home. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, but I mean. Sestoon is a wagon. They're they're really rolling, but just just a a nine one like ugh. it's it's unfortunate. I mean, there's not much to say about the game. Yeah, it was not it was not good. It was not good at all. Um, but just like Sas- Saskatoon pulled off another win today at home, and they're twenty one one and one at home. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they're eight one zero and one in their last ten. So. Yeah, they're rolling. Yeah, they're they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, when I mean, it comes when it comes to the playoffs, that's another story. Yeah. But um, they're 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 rocking and rolling. Yeah, I mean, like today, who was in there? Brandon was in there. Yeah, Brandon. I mean, they only 
they only beat Brandon 3-1. So it's not like they're blowing everybody out of the water, but they are blowing the Pats out of the water. And yeah, like they, said, they have they have the Pats number really yeah. bad lately. And like we said last week, good thing we're done with Lethbridge. Well, we're done with Sastoon. Thank now. goodness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Um bright spot of the game, Corbin Allman. Yeah. Nice, nice goal. Um, yeah, one bright spot like the prior Sastoon game. Um <laughs> Allman, real nice breakaway goal coming out of the penalty box. And then he yeah. had another breakaway chance that he almost scored as well. That would have been nice to see him get a couple. Yeah. But uh no, he gets one, so that was nice. Nice stop stop the bleeding for a couple minutes not even yeah. two minutes <laughs> made it he made it 6-1 and then came away scored like yeah two a minute and a half yeah yeah a minute and a half, half two minutes later it was <laughs> yeah yeah but that game's done we're done with that one <laughs> yeah yeah not much not much to say about that yeah i mean we weren't expecting much out of that and, and we didn't get much unfortunately um <laughs> yeah I guess on to Swift Current. Um, this is <laughs> good idea. The, I thought this was a winnable game. Um, not that it wasn't winnable, but the first period, no scoring, but it was one of the best periods I've seen all season, just from a play standpoint. Both teams going back and forth, fifteen shots. Swift Current, Regina had twelve. Like it was, it was a good end to end action. End to end, it was physical. Both goalies yeah. made some big saves. It was, yep. it was exciting. Yeah. Compare the first period of that game to the Saskatoon game. Oh. <laughs> it was it was a totally different patch team for the first period. Yeah. Yeah, they really came out physical and Swift Current wasn't too they weren't they didn't too happy seem about too, that. Yeah, they didn't seem too keen on being hit. Yeah. And I think the Spe- Pats, especially one certain player. Yeah. Um <laughs> I think the, the Pats maybe got away from that a little bit as this game wore on. And I mean, you can't I'm not saying you can't play that physical for a full 60 minutes, but that's that's a grind to play that physical. Um, but yeah, it it was too bad that they couldn't. It's it seemed like no matter how if they didn't play as physical, they seemed to get away from the game plan of the first period as the game wore on. Yeah, and I mean they had chances. It just they just couldn't buy a goal. It seemed. Yeah, and like, well, Reed, Reed Dick played really well. He did. Yeah, no, yeah. So was, he made made a couple really ridiculous saves. So yeah, um, yeah, no, nothing, not to take anything away from him at all. Um, obviously, this is kind of what Swift Current was looking to do. They they went out and brought in some guys, and they said, okay, well, our team, you know, hasn't been healthy all season. Once our guys get healthy, this this was our year, right? Reed Dick's nineteen. You got. Uh, Matthew Ward's 19 stuff like that so they're they're kind of banking on on this team kind of finding their legs here in the second half and and trying to make a run and I yeah, mean find a find a formula to win some playoff games yeah I mean they didn't look outstanding you know what I mean like oh yeah I sk- totally get you skill yeah they they had chances they scored some goals but I mean they didn't look like Sastoon Right. Not even close. Close. No. Like this game was winnable. The Pats were in it the whole game, right? Yeah. Um even when they weren't, they were. Like it just they just couldn't buy a goal yeah. and then it just kind of it seemed like it deflated them as the game went on. Yeah, they just couldn't maybe keep up that pace that they really came out with in the in the first period. Yeah, well they um, had twelve shots in the first and they only had fourteen the rest of the way. So that yeah. that kind of gives you the tail of the tape there. Yeah. 
And you look at the other side of things, Hue played well, real well. Um, three goals on 39 shots. Can't really can't really argue with that at all. And the, the fact that Swift Current had seven power plays and the Pats were able to kill off all seven. Yes. That that takes away any kind of momentum too. Like you when you get into like past five power plays, yeah. You're you're starting to it's starting to show time and the the guys that are playing all the extra time on penalty killing don't have a chance to get the offense and then it just they're they're yeah. playing catch up. Yeah, yeah. They're wasting quote unquote but, wasting their legs on PK, <laughs> good, right? Good on them for killing all seven though, which yeah. is which is nice to see. And another thing, um, they kept all the big guns off the board, right? Like yeah, Clark Caswell, he's got 14, but, I mean, Zach Turner's got four. Ty Copeland's got eight. Like, they kept the geeky and the wards off off the score sheet. Like, Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's a positive there. But, yeah, it was just unfortunate. You, you, really, you really wanted this game. But yeah, it was... for sure. And in the third period, those two, the, the two quick goals, that was definitely the nail in the coffin for the Pats, though. Yeah. It was just... It's like scores, and uh, as I was typing my goal for the recap for Dante, it was they scored again. I'm like, ah, they got the they got the three nothing lead. I'm like, ah, oh, not tonight. It's not going to happen tonight. Yeah, I didn't. As as well as they did play, you could just tell that a comeback just didn't seem to be in the cards. No, um, they just they couldn't they couldn't buy a goal, and the just the the offense just wasn't quite there. Yeah, it it was there, but it wasn't there. Yeah. They just couldn't get it. If I think maybe Reed Dick got in their head a little bit because he, he was coming off a, a shutout the previous game, I think. Yeah, he has he back-to-back did, shutouts yeah. now, so Definitely. he's playing the way he needs to play for them to get. And it's, unfortunately, the Pats couldn't couldn't get going. And three nothing, third time Pats shutout this season. Yeah, I mean that's that's not the worst stat. Only three shutouts this year so far. Um, but yeah, maybe Swift Current starts to get some momentum here. Uh, starts to get rolling, and then maybe maybe they can make some noise in the playoffs. Um, but yeah. All right. Anything else from that game? Uh, no, I think not much else to really say. No, I didn't talk any. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I didn't talk to any players after the game. It's like yeah, three nothing. They don't really. Yeah. What do you really ask them? Yeah, yeah. talk to Brad, but. Yeah, he, like he wasn't uh, disappointed by the game. It just, you know, he was just like, hey, they, they played well. You know, it was a nice bounce back from Wednesday. Yeah, the effort um, was there. They just couldn't, yeah. they couldn't buy a goal. And then the, the two quick in the third, it was that was it. Yeah. They just right. they just didn't have enough mojo or whatever to get going to, to, to get three in the last, like, 15 minutes or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, as much as this team has been pretty good offensively in the third period that just wasn't happening that night yeah anyway so uh, we'll move on to sunday now this is kind of the the opposite uh um of friday yes uh, it was pretty pretty interesting <laughs> you, you get the opening goal like that's nice to see the pats haven't scored an opening goal in a while i don't think or not as it's much n- it's not very often no usually they're usually down early a lot of games. And you're chasing that game, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, this this obviously turned into an offensive game. Red Dirt gets a couple. Um, then, you know, and the penalties again, it, you know, six 
Six power plays for the Pats, five power plays for the Rebels. It's kind of is an interesting um, situation we'll, we'll, there. We'll get we'll get into that a little bit. I think. Yeah. Um, actually, going back to that first one was a power play goal. So you get a, you get a power play. You're less than three minutes into the game. You get a power play, and it's like, oh, it might be one of these games, right? And uh, but Spencer, like, like we say, what can we say again about him? Like he's just just rolling. Like a nice pass by Howe and a nice one timer, and he gets gets you on the board. Um, just big goals for him. He's becoming very, very clutchy. <laughs> Cap- like Captain it. Clutch. I don't yeah. know. That's already been used. We got to figure. We got to figure out something else for him. But right. yeah, he's he's starting to score a lot lately. He's 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 really stepped up a lot as a nineteen. I yeah. think this is what they were hoping for all year, and now it's finally kicked in. Yeah, and hopefully he continues on. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, and then so you get that opening goal, but then then you're in the hole a couple. Um, a couple goals that real nice tips. Both were tipped. Uh, yeah, the, the the first one, it looked like it was going to go about five feet wide, and yeah. he tipped it, brought it back. It was just, I thought it was going in the corner, and it was in yeah. the net. I'm like, what? How did that go in? <laughs> and the, I think the second one, Huey was looking around, like, where did the puck go? Like, where where is it? And it's in the back of the net. Yeah. Like, he had no clue where it yeah. was. Um, so, yeah, that was a tough, tough to give up. Not to give up those ones, but tough, tough on Huey. He's not going to make that, make those saves on those ones. Just no, it is what it is. Um, yeah, and then I guess I don't know if you want to talk about the the penalty, the next penalty, the uh, the the no penalty that ended penalty? up being a major and a game of misconduct. <laughs> I don't know. I don't yeah. know what the referees were thinking, but man, he got Wilson got five in a game for kneeing. He's barely hit hip to hip, maybe. Yeah, it looked like might have hit hip, hip to hip, to leg, hip, hip to leg, leg hip, yeah. hip to leg. Like, and I don't know. Manic played dead and left yeah. the game for a while, but then he was back out there. Looking, like I don't know if he was out there. Bucks. Yeah, he was. He was fine. He yeah. might have been. He might have been wounded at that point in time, but he he recovered pretty quick. Yeah, it was clearly a high leg into the hip area where you got padding it wasn't a knee on knee situation where you're like ooh that wasn't good right like this yeah and the, and the patch showed the replay four or five times and it looked yeah. it looked like it was like hip to hip yeah it was and, definitely not knee on knee but and the refs even convened and then they still still called it a 5 minute major they probably which, couldn't they probably didn't see it like a few of the the play call uh, penalty calls during the there game was, that they that were called by players or coaches on the one bench yeah, there's a lot of yelling coming from that bench tonight. Lots of yelling from Red Deer. It was almost every whistle there was yelling. Yeah, like, <laughs> it was weird. You're yeah. up. You're up a goal. This was seven minutes to go in the third period. You're up a goal. The puck is in the Pats' end, and there's kind of just a scrum against the boards. Like you're killing time in the offensive zone, and the Red Deer bench is yelling at the refs to blow the whistle. <laughs> why <laughs> it was like, weird th- like they're just they just yell to yell it seems like they were just complaining the ref was over there a f- quite a few times talking to the coach like yeah like it, it was especially Pateman Pateman seemed to be the one that was talking to them mostly <laughs> yeah it was it was odd so and, it, and it's not like it was come from the Pats bench you could 
clearly tell it was coming from the Red Deer bench. Oh yeah, you could you could definitely pick up the one coach's voice. It was really prominent. Yeah. Usually when you hear Brad yell, you, you can, can tell, tell Brad. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Brad or, or Ken. But I don't think this Ken was yells this was a, too much. No, but you you can tell their yeah. voices because we, we we hear them all the time. But yeah, this was a very prominent yelling voice from Red Deer's bench. I'm not sure if it was the head coach or what, but it was yeah. really loud and really prominent. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't really get it, but. Uh... And we, we're, we're probably in the right spot upstairs in the, the press box to hear it. Yeah, because so, it's their end. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, it was interesting. But, I mean, whatever it is, what it is, five-minute major. Um, Chance scores the shorthanded goal, though. Tie it up. A nice yeah. little a nice little play. He drops it to, to Whitehead, and he goes to the net. And two, both uh, Red Deer defenders go to Whitehead, and, and Chance just goes to the net and makes a nice yeah, play. Like. Yeah, even when Whitehead backhand or did the pass to to Chance, both guys were still looking at Whitehead. It's like <laughs> they didn't yeah. even they didn't even avert their attention as Chance buried it. Yeah, so that, that was interesting. Or it was a nice little play. Um, but then you come out into the second, so that penalty carried over to the second period, and and Lind was able to score one right at the end of the power play. Yeah. Um, so I mean, you give up one, and you score one. So you're even on the five minute major. You can't you can't argue with that whatsoever. But you're down three two early in the second. Three, two. Yeah, I mean, it's not not the worst. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. No. Um. Yeah, and then Tanner Howe gets on the board. There's a guy that uh, needed got one. Got off the schneid. Got yeah. off the schneid finally. Six games without a goal. Getting, he was getting getting some points here and there, but no goals. Yeah. Yeah. He was. Doing, doing some, you know, his usual thing, like complete game. I asked Brad about him. Yeah, he hasn't scored in a while, but what does he still bring to this team? And and Brad was just like, yeah, you know, his complete game. He's doing everything right still, and whatever. Just it is what it is, right? Yeah. So, it's um, it's interesting how there was assists on that goal because it looked like their defender passed it right back to Hal. Oh, it was clearly <laughs> a pass from the defender right to Hal. <laughs> Now maybe he didn't have complete control of it. That's oh, why. That's why there was assists. But you, you <laughs> yeah. can't go by the assists on a lot of these games, anyways. No. So. no. But yeah, um, it was it was nice to finally see how get off the off the Schneid. It was a nice yeah. goal. Yeah, it was a nice snipe top corner. Yeah. Um, yeah, he'd gone six goals without a, six games without a goal, and then he had one goal in that game, and then it was a previous six games as well. So really, he'd only had one goal in his in thirteen games. Yeah. So. He had a but, little bit of a rough stretch there, but he was yeah. still getting—he was still getting assists. Yeah, still, still pretty much the best pad player every game. Yeah, give, no, give for or sure. take half a game here and there, depending on the opponent. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like he—he, he, yeah, he hadn't scored, but he was still, still looking good out there. Like he blocks how many shots and takes all those key faceoffs, kills penalties, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely. He's the—he's Pat's MVP for sure. Definitely. Um, yeah, and then, I mean, not much else in the second for goal scoring, but then you, you get into the third and you give up the first one 16 seconds in, and, and Brad was not happy with that one. No. Um, he said, you know, you got you got some, you know, key guys out there, and they give up a goal right off the hop. Yeah, just it was such a weird goal. Like, it was everybody uh, seemed like all the pats were on the one side, and the, the puck just kind of got to you, Chaz, and zoop, in the net. Yeah. Can't, not, can't leave him. Can't leave him alone. Can't give him any time. No, not not a great start. And then you give up another one, and it's five three. 
And you're thinking another Ooh. another one to you, Chaz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, and I, I I looked at you and I, I said we could be we could be done. I, I basically wrote the Pats off, but they proved me wrong, and I'm happy they did. Yeah. Um, Ty Spencer comes back, another key goal, right? You're down 5-3. You go to your main man, and not only it was a nice goal, it was what a great pass by Gibson. He, Beautiful like, pass. He went from Beauty. the boards all the way to almost to the far dot. Right, right on the tee. Yeah. It was beauty. <laughs> it was such a nice pass. Definitely. Nice play all the way, both yeah. for both players. It was nice. Yeah, and another nice one. Of the nicer, one of the nicer one-timers this year for the Pats. Yeah, um, and then yeah, you kind of kind of get rolling there, uh, and then the the second there the next goal of the period for the Pats, Zach Moore, like he scored from behind the net. Yeah, the the, the puck ended up on the back of the net, and him and the defenseman had chipped at it or hacked at the net, and it popped over off a yeah. stoser and in. Yeah, it like, was wow. bizarre. It, it, those never happened for the Pats. I was saying to you last year, last game, that the Pats don't get any breaks; they never get breaks. I don't know if it was a break. Oh, totally. <laughs> a, a goal is a goal. Yeah, because they, they both just like hacked at the puck and it just popped up right over the net and right off yeah. Stosa's back and in. Yeah, up I, over the net, off the back and in. Yeah, you're like that. You that's can't. something that would that's something that happens to the Pats all the time. Just the bad break goals. Yeah. Or the lucky bounce goals. Never happens for the Pats. <laughs> well, <laughs> Until then, there. It was nice. Yeah. And then the next one, uh, that's this, it's almost the same thing. It kind of just, not a lucky break, but just just a Remba just wires one off the the crossbar, and he just goes to the net, and the rebound comes right to his stick. Everybody's looking the wrong way, and boom, it's in the back of the net, wide open net, right? Like that, that doesn't happen to the Pats. That never <laughs> happens for the Pats. <laughs> it was nice. It was nice to finally have it happen, and yeah, yeah. They hit the that, crossbar and actually made a nice noise upstairs. Usually you don't hear it, but it was like tink. And then it was in the net. Just yeah, was... right back on a stick and in the net. So, I mean, yeah, a couple nice breaks there. And then you're, you're thinking, okay, can you get out of here with a win, a regulation win? But uh, unfortunately, Uchez completes his hat trick. <laughs> and, yeah, just as the goalie come out, I don't think the sixth man was even on the in the well, play according yet. Well, according to the stats, people, he was off the ice for three seconds. <laughs> okay. So just he must he just got to the bench. Yeah, and it was in the net. Just like ah, oh. yeah. But and then Reggie kind of had a little bit of run with the puck after that, and you're like, we both said to each other, we got to get out of this. Like we got to get this to overtime, right? Got to survive and get to overtime. We need, we need at least a point. Yeah. No points, no chance. Yeah. Yeah. The the playoffs chances are getting a little slim. We gotta. gotta Games get... are starting to run out. There's there's still yeah. 19. There's still lots of points available, but. You they gotta do a lot. Of, gotta get a lot of catching up to do. Mm-hmm. Gonna need some help too, as well. But yeah, so getting out of that, out of regulation there, and into extra time, you know, secure one point, and then overtime. Overtime was pretty exciting. I thought it, it was pretty decent. Red Deer had it had it had some pretty dull moments. Both teams <laughs> brought the puck yeah. out and but went back. Red Deer, and Red Deer had some chances, and then they coughed up the puck there and. Regina had one chance and they almost buried it. And then uh, it just, you know, did the old thing and then off to the shootout, unfortunately. But, hey, shootout, shootout's the shootout, right? And and you you look at a guy like how getting one in the game and then getting 
you know, getting the insurance goal in the, the insurance shootout. goal. Yes. Whitehead, Whitehead, nice little, nice little tuck. Yeah, up shelf. He had he had another one. I'm, we were pretty sure that was the last time Pat's beat Red Deer. He had the nice backhand right up top uh, to win, or I think was that the winner, or maybe that was one of the goals in in the win, anyways. But yeah, it was nice nice to get the second point. Pat's really yes, needed that. They needed it, needed yeah. it because they they couldn't go over on the weekend. No, you know, giving up. You know the Swift Current game, which was a tough one, but to come back on, you know, to come back on a Sunday, they got the Saturday off. Red Deer was playing a three and three. Like these are the games you you gotta really key gotta, in on. Yeah, gotta yeah, key in on for sure. Take advantage of them having, you know, a tough schedule. And it seems early like, afternoon game and stuff yeah. like that. So it seems like Regina Red Deer play tight games. No matter what, like it's been the like the last I bet you this season and the previous two have really been tight games. No matter if they're in Red Deer or in Regina, it's just been really good. One maybe a, a two goal game. They, they seem to match up really well. Yeah, even though Red Deer statistically like is a much in, better in team. The standings than are better, but yeah. the Pats play the rough and tumble game. And maybe if they played more games against teams like Red Deer, maybe they'd be higher in the standings. Yeah. Yeah, Instead of know. dealing with the the cat, 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 catastrophic games against Saskatoon, <laughs> yeah, right. But it was just nice to see some exciting hockey. Like the Friday and Sunday's games were both, you know, like we said, Friday was one of the best periods I've seen all year. And like, there's been some duds. Like, there's been a couple Moose Jaw games here that have just been like, this is not exciting. And like, yeah. it's Regina Moose Jaw. Yeah, there's been there's been a few like that. But right today, today's was nice and loud. The crowd was into it. Yeah, I think there was lots of kids there today. Yeah, that always helps the noise level. Um, and yeah, and the Friday, I don't know what the tennis was on Friday. Maybe not as good as Sunday here, but I mean, it was it was a real good game. I thought, even though they yeah. lost three nothing, it was just complain about that one. No, not at all. Right. So one thing about one thing about Sunday's game is neither goalie had uh, a stellar performances statistically. Sto- no. Stoser stopped 16 of 22 and uh, Huey stopped 23 of 29. Like you can't really blame the goalies for many, if any of the goals. It just no. seemed like the teams took advantage and scored when they needed to score. Yeah. Like I said, like the first two Red Deer goals were nice tips. Uh, the Spencer goal, the first power play goal, you're not stopping that. Chance is left wide open in front of the net. He goes upstairs uh, and he hit the net, and he got it in the net instead of missing the net. Like, yeah. was that uh, Friday that he just missed the net? <laughs> I think so. How? How was a nice wrister right in the top corner? Yeah. The second Spencer goal, another one timer on the power play. Like those are tough to score. The Moore goal, like how are you how are you gonna stop that one? You can't. And the Uremba goal, like none of those are on Stoser at all. No, like, like it was it was one of those games where. Defense didn't matter. Goaltending didn't have a chance. <laughs> yeah, it's just whoever could score, who was scoring last. Pretty much, yeah. And it ended up going to a shootout. Yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, the, it isn't great for the goalie stats, but it's terrible for the goalie stats. And <laughs> and Red Deer, they're they're averaging like overall, I think like th- less than three goals against the game, and yeah. they allowed six plus the shootout goal. So they are pretty stingy defensively. Yeah, they only they're giving up. 137 
I don't know if that's including tonight's game or not, but um, that's second in the conference only to, to Saskatoon. So 137 and 48 games. So that's, that's 144. It's 144 and 49 now. Okay. So that's basically three a game, right? Yeah, 2.94. And yeah. the Pats have doubled that tonight. Yeah, exactly. Or today, this today. evening, afternoon, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Stoser is the backup and. But his stats are still still pretty good. Uh, Woodski's really been hot for them, um, but he can't play every game. So, the Pats yeah, and, and both both played Saturday night. So both did play Saturday night. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So maybe the Pats took an opportunity on a Stoser that hasn't uh, played a ton as much lately because I think he's kind of lo- he was injured there for a bit too, and I think Woodski kind of took the the starters role there. Yeah. And he, and he ran with it. Yeah. Yeah, he was just goalie of the month for January, so. All right, uh, anything else from you on this game? No, uh, it was exciting. Yeah. Didn't like the officiating both ways. It was just, there's some really questionable calls everywhere. The major, not good. Yeah. But it is what it is. Happens. Yeah, yeah it's not it's not always perfect, but. The Pats are able to to come out with a win. So the the human the human factor element, of junior human hockey. Element. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's a right. human factor of all professional and amateur sports. <laughs> yeah. All right. With that, then we'll go to some interviews. We got uh, Haroff and then Spencer and How. It's hoping to get Gibson, but he went on radio, so hadn't talked to him yet this season, obviously, but. Uh, I talked to Spencer a lot lately, but uh, Gerald Davis wanted him, and so talked to him again. I mean, he is kind of the man of the the last month kind of thing. So, um, good to hear from yeah. him. And then, yeah, how haven't talked to How in a while. Um, so, talked to him, asked a couple questions about top prospects as well. So, uh, yeah, we'll listen to them now. Like what happened? The offensive explosion against one? Aren't they one of the toughest defensive teams in the league? Yeah, they're got, they play real good structure. They play real solid D zone. We caught them. Got, we got them on a three on three. But you know, Swift Current uh, game yesterday, we, we lost three nothing, but we created lots of chances. Their goalie has just been playing really hot. So uh, yeah, I just think that's one of those things where we just got to go back and just really, is it us or is it them? You know, and and, and we're we're generating enough chances. We just weren't finishing them tonight. So it was good to see us on the other side of it. Halfway through the third period, twelve shots on goal. Were there chances that just didn't turn the shots on goal? <laughs> yeah. I I, I'm not really too sure sometimes those shots on goal are a mystery to me, but um, uh, you know, it's um, like for us, I think the start of the, thir- the biggest thing for us in the third period that we can't start the period like that. We did not look ready to go whatsoever. We're a 3 3 game, it was us, and that's, I guess, for anything we really talked about after the game, and you don't want to be negative after a win like that, but uh, that th- the start of the third period was completely unacceptable the way that we handled it. And Tanner Howe, back on the score sheet with a goal. He hasn't scored a ton lately, but. Uh, Tanner Howe does everything. He kills penalties. He plays against the best players all the time. The details in his game. I think just the, the just the overall compete every single night. Like he's never skating around not being physical. Like uh, so, if he's not playing, he has a B game. He has a C game too that I think is pretty pretty good. And I think we've been getting his B game here a little bit lately too much because he's a real important piece to our team. But his B game still better than most people's A's. He doesn't take a shift. 
Yeah, and, that, and, and that's why he's our captain. That's why we want our, all our players because everyone's not going to have their best night. And you're not always going to be able to score, and, and, and but you need to be able to be effective and help your team win if you're not having your best game. And Tanner Howe seems to help our team win and uh, when he's not having his best game. Do you think he got any advice when he was out at the Top Prospects game? I don't think I think he's got lots of advice with that way I think the biggest thing that he's learning from those top prospects games is just learning that he belongs in that in that top echelon of players and but I think the biggest thing with Tanner is just him uh, him getting to be with that group of people with those elite people and that's where I believe he belongs you guys one goal zero goals and then the toughest team in the league you score six goals yeah yeah it was uh, obviously it's a little little hard uh, balancing that out but uh you know, I'm proud of, you know, how we handled it. You know, we kept positive, um, you know, came out strong. In the third period there, our first shift, maybe could have been a little bit better. So what, what turned it on? You guys only had like 12 shots halfway through the third and then the, the last half and the overtime, away you win. Yeah, you know what, we've been kind of battling that for, you know, a while now. You know, we've had a little rough starts in our, in our third periods, but, you know, every single time we do have a rough start. Um, it's what we say on the bench that carries us through and that, you know, balances it out. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of how hard we came out after that. Do you watch the standings? You're all aware of it, obviously. And how does, does, how does that motivate you to know that you've you're got to get desperate now? Yeah, we're, we're obviously really aware of where we are right now. Um, but, you know, that we use that as motivation. Um, you know, we've been checking, seeing how many points we're out. But we got to take every game as if it's a playoff game. And... Uh, you know, it doesn't matter how we play, it's, it's at the end of the night, it's getting the two points. Yeah, what's up with Greg here? It seems like no matter where you guys are in the standings, the last two, three seasons here, it's always a tight game. Yeah, they got a really good team. You know, they're physical, they're big, um, but, you know, they, they're hard, they play hard. And, you know, we need to match how they play. And if we don't match how they play, they're going to they're gonna stomp us. And that's how we've taken, you know, every game. Um, you know, we've had a little bit of success against Red Deer, and, you know, it's kudos to our guys, but, um, you know, it's just another team that we need to make sure that we're beaten. It seemed on Friday you, really, you guys came up really physical and maybe lost that. Is that maybe one of the issues that kind of let that game get away from you on Friday? Yeah, it kind of shows how when we are physical, how much it kind of plays into our game. Um, you know, when we have our designated hitters who go out and hit obviously it brings a little energy and motivation and uh, you know that that's what we need what's it with red deer and you guys in tight games here yeah uh, yeah it seems like we've uh, went to overtime with a lot of them but uh, yeah I think we kind of play a little bit of the same style of game we play uh, hard and physical and north hockey so I think uh, yeah maybe that's why do they bring out a better game in you guys with the way they play physically yeah, I thought we came out good and kind of uh, let off a bit there, but uh, we're one of the best third-period teams, and uh, we show that each and every night, so it's uh, good to see us come back again. On Friday, you guys came up pretty physical, but it seemed like maybe that you lost a little bit of that as the game went on. Does that mean one of the reasons why you weren't able to pull the win on Friday? Yeah, I think it's something we got to work on is playing a full 60 minutes, uh, not kind of letting off for eight minutes and letting them score two goals. So. I think uh, playing consistent with uh, how we play for 60 minutes will help us a lot. Um, you, for you personally, the goal, you know, I haven't had to score much lately, but I asked Brad, what's he still bringing to the team? He's like, he's just a complete player. He doesn't, you know, obviously he wants to get on the board, but he hasn't lately. So what do you think of your game lately? 
Yeah, it's good. I remember how to score, which <laughs> score it feels nice. But uh, yeah, I thought I've been getting chances. I uh, just kind of couldn't capitalize. And uh, yeah, luckily tonight I capitalized on the goal, a couple goals. So uh, it's nice to see it go in. But yeah. When you go to the top prospects game, was there any feedback on your game that you could take away from there? I uh, just kind of being consistent with my game, not trying to switch it up. Uh, even if I'm not scoring, uh, stick to my habits, playing hard, playing a uh, uh, solid game, and just, yeah, not trying to switch things up because I can't score or whatnot. All right. Yeah, so that week's wrapped up. Two points, you know, not not the most ideal situation where the Pats are sitting in the standings. Uh, we're uh, eight points back of Prince Albert now. So it it's six it's points back of Prince Albert. Six points. Oh yeah, this is sorry. I gotta refresh. That's a forty two in thirty and forty nine and PA has got forty eight in fifty. So that's have a game at hand on PA, but there's still six points back. Yeah. And you gotta jump Calgary has got forty nine and, and they've got two games at hand on the Pats. So Yeah. Okay, there we go. Yes. I had <laughs> This my page has been open since the game this afternoon, so the standings have changed. You need to go to the media site. That one updates faster. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, so you gotta jump PA and you gotta catch Calgary. Seven points back and two games in hand for Calgary. So that's uh, Pats that's, play them twice too, so Yeah, so there's two four point games. They just huge. they just gotta just plug keep. along and keep winning. They can't afford to lose many games. They need to figure out how to win on the road. They got the big, huge U.S. trip. Some yes. of the U.S. teams have been stomping the heck out of other teams, but the Pats haven't played against them, so the styles might match up really well, or they might get totally obliterated. And we don't know until we yeah. until they play them. Definitely. Um, but, yeah, like you said, Calgary four-point games coming right up this week, right? You got Medicine and Calgary Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, and then the then the, the, the quote unquote trap game on Saturday against Edmonton again. We haven't seen Edmonton in a while, but it has been pretty with Edmonton. Oh, the Oil Kings! <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, like Medicine Hat, you know that's going to be a tough one. So, yeah, because yeah, Medicine Hat they, they they took it to the Pats like the last time they were there. There, so. yeah, Pats did squeeze one out in. Uh, the shootout, or was it the overtime? Overtime. One? overtime. overtime. Yeah, yeah. Last time Medicinat was here, so you know. But the last time the Pats played in Medicinat, I know it was. It not was not pretty. pretty. <laughs> yeah, that was the eight nothing game. Yeah, November twenty yes. second. Yeah, that was a um, long time ago. Yep, a long time ago. They're a little different. Pats are a little different now. So maybe we'll see. Hopefully, they can keep their magic from the previous game against them here. Take it there. Yeah, the only unfortunate thing I would say is too bad Calgary wasn't the first game because that's the game you need for sure. Um, you have to play that back-to-back, and I'm sure Calgary isn't playing on a Tuesday night. Uh, Probably not, no. I don't have their schedule up handy here, but uh, I highly doubt that they're playing on a Tuesday night. Um, so that's that's a tough tough one, but, I mean, whatever. you you got to deal with the schedule um, and – yeah, their their next game is the Pats. So yeah, um, so yeah, you got to see some sort of decent effort in Medicine Hat. Maybe you can squeak out a point or something. But uh, 
and you just gotta you don't want to look ahead past Medicine Hat to that Calgary game because it's obviously more a little more important than the Medicine Hat game, but you still got to keep you know they need focused. to get two points in Calgary. That's yeah. that's the bottom line. No matter what they do, if they don't get a point in Medicine Hat, whatever. But they need yeah. to get two points in Calgary. It would be nice to get two in Medicine but they need two in Calgary. Because if you give up two to Calgary, that puts them at 51. That puts you nine points behind them. Yeah. And was still two games. Calgary would have three games in hand. Yeah. By that point in time, three games. So they need need to beat Calgary no matter what. And Calgary's coming off an eight. Yeah. And Calgary's coming off an 8-1 win over uh, Edmonton. So... Yeah, see, they came came off a big win um, Saturday night before the Pats played them on that Sunday. Uh, yeah. Was it Brandon? I think they beat like 8 nothing. Yeah, they beat 8 nothing. And then you're thinking, we were thinking like, ooh, man, Pats better show up here on Sunday. And yeah. they were able to squeeze that one out in, in, uh, in the shootout or overtime. Overtime. Right? Overtime. Overtime. Yeah. If, so, only, if only they could have won that one in regulation. In regulation, yeah, right, because – one point is those. I think they're still. They're still. They still have 19 games left. They got to continue winning. Yeah, that's all that Definitely. matters. Oh, all can't right. let everybody else dictate where you end up. They gotta. They gotta win. Yeah, you can't rely on other teams to lose. Yeah. So you lose too many, you're done. Yeah, that's just how it is. All right. Um, yeah, I guess. Anything else on the on the week upcoming? No. All right. I guess we should talk about these trade deadline. Are, are we going to talk about? Well, we'll get to that. But are we going to okay. talk about who we? We're we're really bad at keeping track of who we picked to score. Yeah. Who you had? I do remember that I picked Moore to score. I said in Saskatoon, but he did score. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I didn't write it down. Chris wrote it down. Chris uh, is doing renos and stuff like that in his house, and I lost it. The paper, the paper disappeared. <laughs> it's somewhere. So we don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not it's not good on our part, but uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. We don't have to keep track, but I mean, we'll throw them out there. Just trying to give some guys some love, right? Yeah. But oh, one thing about uh, Sunday's game, I just remembered. Uh, it was Ty Gibson's 200th career WHL game. Congratulations to Ty. And he had a, a great game. Probably yeah, one of his best points. as a pad. Yeah, three points. Definitely. Beautiful pass on that the, yeah. the second power play goal. Congratulations to him. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Yeah, he's kind of... I asked Brad about him, too, as well there, and uh, heard his response on him and stuff. So he's kind of filled the Parkerberg role pretty decently, right? So... Yeah, he's, he's, looked, he's looked pretty well. He's got 10 points in 13 games with the Pats, so... Like Almost he, a point per game on defense. Yeah, and like key moments, offense, defense, killing penalties, whatever. So, and he didn't have a lot of points coming here, right? No, so, Diff- totally different role different in Everett. Like, yeah, their their leading defenseman, I think, had like nineteen points when they got traded here, or twenty points, or something like that. So, yeah, he's able to show off his his offensive ability here, and he's running the top power play, mm-hmm. killing penalties and stuff like that. So, yep, getting lots Definitely. of ice time here. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. All right. So you want to pick? Yeah, kind of a the player of the week kind of thing. Yeah. Let's let's try that. Let's let's do our player of the week. Chris, you go ahead. Who is who is your player of the week of, for you all know, three the, the three games? Who's your you guy? Know, we who talked about that. Changed it up this week, and I I never really thought about it. 
at all. So I don't know. I'm going to pull this one out of, out of my, you know what, but, um, who is the best Pat goal and who is your best, best Pat on Friday? We won't talk about Wednesday anymore. Wednesday is done. It's yeah. Off the no, board. no, no. Best who is the best Pat on Friday? Sunday. I'm, I'm uh, for Friday against Swift Current. I'm going to say how he had eight shots. He was all over the place. He just couldn't buy yeah. a goal. Couple nice you know. saves by Dick on him, and yeah, he he could have he could have got the pats into it, but Reed Reed Dick was ridiculous. Like they keep on hashtagging out there on the 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 ex formerly Twitter sphere. Yeah, I don't know. I'm drawing a blank on Friday. It was just I was just uh, enjoying the game. Like it was yeah, just such a. I mean, obviously nobody stands out because nobody scored, but. Well, what about the goal? What about the guy that stopped the puck? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that because he made some big saves too. Like QA was, that was one of his better games. I know I was listening to the pregame as I was coming to the game, and Dante was like, "We need some Calgary magic tonight," and <laughs> and he pulled it out, and it was right. Like he stood on his head. I mean, yeah, I don't he made a couple spectacular saves too. So yeah. Right, yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, so <laughs> that was third a star of the game, right? Yeah, and Sunday, who is your who is your pick for player? I mean, it's kind of obvious. Spencer was like just huge goals, right? Like we keep saying, just just timely goals. And I mean, there's lots of guys you can pick from, but I mean, I'm gonna pick the obvious one. I'll pick Gibson because of the 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 pass on yeah. that, the second power play goal. Yeah, it's just fantastic. Yeah. As soon as he passed that, I turned to you and said, "Holy!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was right on right on the tee. Like, yeah, for the, the Pats lately, their power play, like their their passing is just not quite yeah, in sync. Just a teeny miss. bit off. Yeah, not quite in the wheelhouse. Just a little bit off, a little bit behind, a little bit in front. But that was that was such a nice pass, such a nice goal all the way around. So both yeah. ties get our our uh, player of the game for for Sunday. Yeah, and that pass went through a couple sticks, Redger sticks, or past a couple Redger bodies, right? Yeah, they wouldn't be able to get a, a piece of it, and yeah, like I said, right on, right on Spencer's stick and into the back of the net with before he could blink. So, yeah, that's that's uh, that's not uh, not a bad pick there. Um, like I said, how how looked good again tonight? Um, Could have picked him. I mean. Whitehead's been pretty consistent. Whitehead was good. Aremba had a pretty good game. Yeah. Zach Moore played quite a bit, and he had a pretty good game. Yeah, goal I, I thought, for him. I, I thought Temple played well, was held off the scoreboard, but it was one of his better games. He was, yeah, you actually he noticed to be him out there. with the puck. Yeah. Yeah, he seemed to be out there quite a bit, more than normal, I guess. I don't know, but it yeah. uh, seems, seems like the coaching staff has a little more confidence in him. Yeah, because some so. games, I know he's only 16, but you don't want to say he disappears, but you just you haven't noticed him a bunch lately, right? And so it's nice to see him you know, making some plays out there tonight. And yeah, like we, we didn't mention that in person at all, but I noticed him as well. That's, that's definitely a key guy to, to kind of keep an eye on. Cause he needs to get going too. So. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he will. He, he, yeah. he said he's only 16. Yeah. It's good. It's going to come eventually. Yeah. And I mean, by going, he's like, good. get a goal here, get a goal there. We're not expecting a goal, a game or a point a game here. Right. The thing with him, if maybe he's one of those guys that if he gets off, if he gets off the schneid, he might all of a sudden just start getting more confidence and scoring some goals. Yeah. More goals and more goals and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. So 
anyways, um, he's gonna be he's a key part to the Pats' future. And I, like I said, I noticed him a lot more today than I have in the last little bit. Yeah, and no. watching it online, you can't really. Yeah, those away games really are focus tough on that stuff. Yeah, but watching it so. live in house, you can actually see different the different in, the different intricacies of their games and stuff. And he seemed like he was out there quite a bit more. Seem more in more involved, which was which was nice to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, with that, we should uh, maybe uh, move on to our next um, topic: the trades that we've kind of been putting off. Trade talk. So, we should uh, get to that and and uh, keep Keith happy here. Yeah, get Hershey. Give Hershey some love in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you kind of broke down a few years with a lot of deals. Um, yeah, and like obviously 17, 18, that was, that was massive, right? Uh, there was a lot of pieces there. And like you only did like the trade deadline. Yes. Like a, there was obviously tinkering all season up to the trade deadline. Like Kale Flurry, that was a massive deal. You you didn't include that one. I mean, that no, I just I no. prefer that yeah. one. I just I just did the the deadline area deals and it was a lot of deals. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But I don't know. I'm not sure what Keith was specifically wondering about. So just we'll just talk about a few of the deadlines lately, and then we'll compare them to the rebuild trade of like specifically Suze Delev in comparison to these other guys. Well, yeah, you you started off with 1986. Like, go back to that big deal. Yeah, 1986. One of the one of the biggest deals probably in Pat's history. Um, it was uh, it was a pretty big deal. It was it was apparently from what I was reading in the, the papers, it was starting off as a fairly small deal, and it ended up being a five for five deal. Pat's traded future NHLer Brent Fedick, Ken McIntyre, Garnet Kaziak, Kevin Kowalchuk, and Gerald Bizdell to the Thunderbirds. That's five. There were five skaters, not prospects, not draft picks, because the draft wasn't around then. Yeah, roster players. Roster players. Four. Craig Andine, one of the best players in WHL history, ended up playing two seasons here. Ray Savard, Aaron Janelle, Grant Chorney, and prospect at that time, Frank Kovacs, who is now the Pats' all-time leading games played player and, like, one of the Mr. Pats. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. That's a massive trade. Anytime you have that many pieces getting dealt, it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Right. And like you said, it's all, except for one, it was all roster players. Like, yeah. None of this draft picks, oh, obviously, can't at that time. And then, no, and one prospect, right? It, was, it wasn't a bunch of young kids for old guys, right? Yeah. And like I said, Athletic was a future NHLer, mm-hmm. played on the, the Crazy Eights line in Philadelphia with the. With the was Lindros and Recky, I think it was. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you go. Uh, another huge deadline was '99, uh, right? Geared yeah. up for the Memorial Cup, right? This was this was before the the Memorial Cup. This was kind of like the the trade away some guys to bring in some younger guys to build for the the one Memorial Cup. And the trade deadline was until February 1st at that point in time, which I don't know why everything switched around. There was a few different years where it was in the February's, but the trade deadline now is, of course, January 10th. Yeah, it's been pretty 
pretty much there for a while now, right? So yeah, but you look at the names that the the Pats moved out: Calder, Fedorik, Stewart, Adams. Like those were you know household names. Yeah. Right, and then future Winnipeg Ice general manager Matt Cockle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, the the one trade, the Brad Stewart for Donald Chakalis and Ryan Jeremia, and two draft picks. I never looked up the the specifics on the the players picked because they never really they never really uh, tracked that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some of the draft pick the spots and where the players were drafted just it doesn't make sense from back in that era. So there might have been trades of picks that they just didn't report. Like yeah. I don't know. It's just yeah. Even now it's 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 getting better. Got people are really tracking this stuff now, like non WHL people and like trying to do the work for the WHL almost just so well, people know, right? Because people yeah, want to know got which which Alan, pick Alan got Caldwell. Yeah. Alan Caldwell doing all that 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 uh that work for the WHL that he doesn't get paid for. <laughs> no. And because people are interested, well, what pick got traded? Which one of your five fourth round picks got traded, right? And, yeah. And what stuff, what so. are the conditions on this trade? On and the conditions, he's, he's right. Yeah. Trying to figure all that stuff out. And he's he's done a pretty good job. If you're if you're trying to figure out who that is, and if you're on the X formerly Twitter, it's at small at large. So yeah. look him up. He's got links to Google Sheets or whatever for draft picks and prospects and a few different things and, and rosters rosters and stuff so yeah he's he's all into that all yeah. into that stuff. no it's it's a it's a key kind of resource it's a very it's a super key resource it's something that the whl should have mm-hmm. on their website but it is what it is you can barely get the weekly report out of them so yeah <laughs> now the past put out their own weekly report this past week so yeah kind of nice and then they finally put the weekly report out like a day and a half, two days later. Yeah, I didn't even look because the Pats put their stuff out. So <laughs> it didn't matter anymore. <laughs> no. All right. And then, uh, yeah, so that was 99. And then 2001, right, you know, leading into the. Into leading the, up for the Memorial, Memorial Cup. Cup. Yeah. Um, that's when they, the Pats picked up Paul Elliott, Gable Gross, and Kyle Ladderbrook from the Blazers for. Ryan, Ryan Ainsley, Sean Jones Perry, Paul Brown, and future considerations. No idea what the futures were. I'm sure yeah. Brent Parker, if he's listening, might be able to say what it was, but I have no idea. They actually picked up Scott Hartnell's rights, who he was in uh, Nashville playing for the Predators at that point in time. Unfortunately, he wasn't returned. wanting to come back or wasn't returned or whatever the deal was, didn't come back, which unfortunate for the Pats, but... It is what it is. And then they picked up uh, Blake Evans and Jeff Feniak from Tri-City for Joey Bastion, Sean Bell, Justin Lecision, and a conditional second-round pick. So the Pats, at that point in time, they were there was rumors. I, I believe there was talk that they were the WHL was worried about them not even making the playoffs kind of thing, not being first place and that stuff. Yeah, yeah. So Parker had to blow up the future to get some stuff for the Memorial Cup run and unfortunately for a strong exit. And many people know what happened in the Memorial Cup. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. <laughs> but I mean, okay, so you're talking 2001 blowing up the team. Like that's that's nothing compared to today's standards, right? Like Yes, yes. <laughs> like ooh, they, they moved 
you know, like you said, picks a couple picks for Hartnell. They got a third and an eighth and a first if you would have come back. So yeah. a whopping three picks there. And then, you know, the Bastion Bell, Lucian deal was and then a second round conditional pick. So three guys and a pick for two guys. Like right? you know, these nowadays that's that's your average run of the mill Wednesday afternoon trade. Like if if that trade like the Blake Evans deal would have been happening like this year, he probably would have got like at least two first round picks. Like he was <clears throat> he was coveted huge. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that that the, the deals comparable like it's it's 20 years so no, i know right i'm just trying to <laughs> lots has changed but yeah yeah i'm just trying to put it into terms you know like exactly yeah like you say that that, that was those were big deals back then yes, right exactly yeah so and then yeah moving on to the fallout from the memorial cup right you move a whole bunch of guys in 2004 yeah one of the trades that really kind of still stings me a little bit is the Josh Harding when they when they pass straight into to Brandon? They got a good goalie return, Dustin Slade. Yeah, he was he was good. Ryan McDonald and a third round pick, but Dustin Slade, if if the the kid could have kept it together, was an unbelievable goaltender. Like the dude would stop the puck. He could stop the puck. Would stop the puck. But unfortunately, he couldn't cannon. keep it together. Whatever happened happened, and the rest yeah. is history. With him, <laughs> and then the Pats ended up trading Chris Schlenker, a beloved player, uh, for Perry Fall, Preston Mozowich, good old Levi Lind, and a second-round pick. So that was a pretty big deal for back in the day, mm-hmm. like twenty years ago. That's twenty years ago. Schlenker is now refing in the NHL. Yeah, Perry Fall didn't come back as a twenty-year-old. Preston Mozowich ended up being here for a year. Levi Lind played, I think, three, four years here. Mm-hmm. Was never was never a big name guy he was like a third liner nothing wrong with that but yeah one of those one of those kind of trades but man um i remember when schlenker returned to the to the rink in as a raider my friend and i were booing just because because he, he was a former pat we booed yeah just because just we we i loved schlenker we booed him just because and uh Rod Peterson was on the radio and he was like, why are these guys booing them? Stuff like that. So it was, it was good. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. <laughs> that was also the year the Pats acquired Kyle Ross and a sixth, a sixth rounder for a fourth rounder in uh, the next two seasons. So they ended up getting a pretty good, pretty quality player from Regina in that deal. So he was a key piece for the Pats the next few years. Yeah. He ended up being a first round pick, right? So, I mean, it didn't really work out for him in the NHL, but no, that's that's Nick Ross. This oh, is Nick Ross, yeah, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> sorry, that's okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, and we'll 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 skip the next one. We'll, we'll go to fifteen when when uh, John Paddock kind of took over the reins here, and at the deadline, the Pats started wheeling and dealing. Yeah, some even, of the key guys, even being in first guys. place, right? So yes, you can you can take that away if you want. Yeah, like. You move guys like Klimchuk and Burroughs and Gay, but that was his it was grand plan, right? To get And the, the and the previous management, um, Brett Parker and Chad Lang had the pieces there that Paddock was able to move. He had yeah. Klimchuk, he had Burroughs, he had Hunt, he had Gay to move. Mm. 
right? Because that seen, helped build the Pats up. You've seen what was coming in Steel, right? That was kind of the the key there. Um, they obviously they peaked maybe not. I want to say a year early in in seventeen, but I mean you can't argue with a run to the final in seventeen. And if they but, only would have known what was going on with the ET Memorial Cup, that then, at the deadline, that then, yeah, right. So, but I mean the Burroughs and Hunt deal for Hobbs, like Hobbs really came in and was a real good player. But you look at what Hunt did after moving from Medicine Hat to Moose Jaw, like he scored 50 goals in Moose Jaw. Like that was a, a real yes. good season. <laughs> yeah. Yep. As, as good as Hobbs was, it's like, ooh, he gave up a 50 goal score. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. Um, and then, you know, you remind me of one thing here in the Connor Gay trade to Red Deer. They had to send a first as well with him to get Jake Lecician. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Connor yeah. Gay, a first, a second, and a seventh for Jake Lecician and a fourth. Yeah. So he gave, so, as he, he was, was rebuilding, buying. he gave, he, he was yeah. buying and selling at the same time. Yeah. I mean, Lecician turned out to be, you know, an excellent player for the Pats, and then he ended up turning into Mr. 98 as well. Yes, so. CB 98. Um, but yeah, I mean, so that that was kind of like the start of the really wheeling and dealing, right? That That's a lot of trades, a lot of picks getting moved here and there. Um, and then, yeah, then into 18, obviously, I think that takes the cake for, like, number of assets moved. Like, and you're just looking at the trade deadline. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like how many <laughs> how many got moved there? And that's that's pretty much when the, the WHL changed the rule about trading 17s, 16s and 17s and stuff. Right. That's pretty much be, not because just specifically because of the Pats, but Pats, Swift Current, Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw. It's, it's because they, of those three teams they changed the rule. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because just yeah. the, the amount of trades, the amount of movement that the Pats did that year was just unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. They, yeah. they revamped half their half their team in a matter of Couple one, two, months. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine moves. Yeah. Half the team switched at the deadline, right near the deadline, and that doesn't include the flurry deal and like the the earlier ones. So yeah, <laughs> right. And then you even look at eighteen when they did trade Lecician and Henry. There's a lot of moving pieces there, right? Oh yeah, you you bring in Jaden Joseph, Ty Cole. Um, and then you end up moving those guys again for even more stuff. Yeah. So like they, that trade go, runs deep. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna work on a trade tree for that one. I think try to figure out where I everything had, ended up. I had one going. I I I think I kind of trailed off on it, but I did have one going that year too. Because that, I mean, that's crazy. Amount yeah. Of obviously, the, stuff. the key one was picking up that first round of Swift Currents that. Lethbridge owned so and yeah. getting Connor Bedard so but yeah and then yeah like and then you got the Suzlev deal like that's just compared to these other deals it's just like oof, that was a lot right yep but if 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 uh, Keith was wondering like what the, the the biggest assets moved for or the biggest assets picked up for something that the past never had the Suzlev deal is by far the best yeah, because it's the guy that wasn't going to be here. or Basically, a nothing on the roster. Like, no roster player moved out for two players 
a, a prospect, a first, a third, and a fourth. And I guess there's a sixth that went the other way. But unbe- that's an unbelievable trade. Like for a rebuild, that's how you rebuild. The Pats have never really done a full rebuild like that. They never tore the team pretty much, well, not pretty much right down to the, right down to the, the bare walls, but it was it's pretty close. And the team is still kind of competitive. They've got they've got some pieces still that if they want to move them next year or if they keep them or whatever, good on them. I think Al's done a really, really good job with that so far. Yeah, you just you just look at how how much it's changed, like you said, in the last twenty years, like how much you can get for one player, right? Because yep. like yeah, you've you've only moved three like essentially three big players this year. And this yeah. The team's still in a decent spot, right? So, I mean, I'm sure. I know they'd love to be a little higher in the standings, yeah, but they're not. Sure. They're not at the bottom. They're not bottom feeders. No, they're competitive. They're competitive. They're competitive, other games. than a few, a few stinkers here and there. But I think a lot of yeah. teams go through some stinkers. So, oh, for sure. Um, but yeah, like like you said, just like when when Suzlev got assigned to Europe, it's just like okay, he's gone. Like you know. You'd love to see him come back and play, come back and get traded, whatever. It's just like being a little selfish, right? But uh, I 100% had written him off as not coming yeah. back. I I thought he was done, done, yeah. done. And then all of a sudden he comes back and he brings that haul for the Pats. Like um, he's been a little bit of a funk for Sastoon. As much as Sastoon is hot, he hasn't he hasn't contributed a ton. Not that he needs to though. I don't know if he fits their style. He's 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 a skill player. Saskatoon's got skilled players, but they play a they play a specific style. Yeah, not not really a run and gun t- style per se. They got They're, the fast guys, but they they it's just a different style. They're not a little more defensive. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Can, they can play run and gun when they want to, but they're definitely a little more um, solid in their own end, right? As compared yeah. to like the Pats were last year, right? It was a little more freewheeling. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So hopefully that answers some questions for for Keith and everybody else is wondering other big yeah. deals around the. And brought up deadline. some names that people might not have heard or forgot that actually play for the Pats. So definitely right. Yeah, I like I like bringing the history stuff in there too. So definitely. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, this this is going to be a long show now with some interviews. Yeah, we're pushing. It's going to be over an hour today. So oh wow! If you're, so if you're still hanging on, yeah, we're at an hour. Plus, I got to edit in the interviews, so. So if you're still hanging on to this episode, thanks for listening this far and and our history lesson of the of the day, courtesy of the Blue Liner. It's it's going to be a, a short week for us for for uh, listeners because the Pats do play very very quickly here. So Tuesday, Wednesday, but yeah, hopefully you tune hopefully some in people and, tune in and get a little history or whatever. Definitely. So, but with that, if you got nothing and else, okay, one more else? thing. Yeah. Uh, we're we're looking to add a new segment to the show and keep keep an ear out. Hopefully, maybe hopefully next week or maybe the week after because there's three games to cover and we did go a lot longer this time than we normally would. Yeah. But we're looking to add a new segment and keep an ear out for that. We'll definitely announce it when it happens. Yeah, definitely. It's happening. We'll just figure out when. What show? When it happens. Yeah. yeah. When it pops up, but I think it's something that uh, the fans will be really interested in. That's for sure. So. We're hoping anyways. We're yeah, hoping. yeah, right. So something new and not just us rambling on about a team that lost 9 nothing or 9-1 and, or 
or I don't know, maybe some some people do like this history stuff. So so that's that's some good stuff there from Kevin. So, but yeah, with that, uh, we should get out of here and uh, see you at the rink on Saturday against Edmonton. So have a good, night, folks. Have a good one. Crowd on their feet. Here's your captain, Tanner Howe. 23 goals this season. Slowly works in. He scores! This game!